Campbell, and this is Simply Set. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. I'm Polly Campbell, and if I can do the things we talk about here, anybody can do them. And and today we're talking about future casting. Future casting as a way of building healthier habits that will serve us today, help us feel better today, and also help us create greater well-being a year and five and 10 and 20 years from now. So that doesn't sound too bad, does it? So my big question for you is this. Think this over. Would you like $35 today or $45 in 35 days? Do you want $35 today if I'm going to pass out the cash? Which I'm not, so don't get excited. But if I were going to give you cash today, would you take $35 today? Or would you take a rain check and get $10 more, total of $45 in just over a month? How you answer that question can determine how you adapt habits to fit your lifestyle, to create a healthier lifestyle. Now for me, straight up, of course, I want the money now, but I am really good about putting things on hold. So I would take more money later. That's that's my plan. That's how I save money. That's how I think about uh, eating healthier. You know, this is an imperfect process for me, but I'm always looking at doing the things now that might get me where I want to go tomorrow or a week from now or a year from now. Okay? That's different than setting long-term goals. I used to be a real goal setter. Where am I going to be 10 years out? But now I'm more about doing the little things today that can help me feel better in the next hour, the next five minutes, the next minute. And I believe that if I do those little things, if I install those little behaviors and little attitudes and little habits now, they'll make up positive, big change later. So that's how I think about this future casting. And I think about this a lot this time of year in September. It's kind of a new beginning. Maybe it's because the kids are back in school. But I think I'm just wired this way. I look at the year in terms of two beginnings, January and September. I was raised by public school teachers, so maybe I'm still on her routine. In any event, September is a time for me to look at the direction I'm headed now, what's working, what I want to improve on. And here's the important part of this. It's also an opportunity to upload on school supplies because there are office supplies everywhere, right? So I've been thinking about future casting particularly because it's September and because I just got my new calendar. And while I do some things digitally online, I write down everything else. So I have an analog calendar, a a journal that I custom make with my own spaces to fit all my different work deadlines, my family schedule, my podcast schedule. I have an editorial calendar all in one cover. And that 
causes me to future cast because I'm looking months out at the guests I'm going to bring on the podcast are months out the school calendar. So I know how to manage my workload around my daughter's schedule, family needs, right? We all do that. We look outwards and figure out when the next soccer game is or when we need to pay the house payment. But truly, if we do this in our own lives, that behavior that ability to future cast our own development, growth, and habits can actually help us create healthier habits that'll serve us down the road in the next month and years down the road. Would you like $35 today or $45 in 35 days? What's your answer to that question? Because that is one of the questions that James Doherty and other research psychologists posed in a study where he went to study participants and looked at their decision-making and the things that prompted them to make better choices were healthier choices or unhealthier choices. The foundation of his research really settled on one central question, and I think it's worth thinking about. It ties into the money question I've asked. Here's the question. Are we willing to sacrifice our immediate happiness or well-being in order to achieve better future outcomes? Listen, when it comes to money for me, it's a no-brainer. I'd wait $35 for five additional bucks, right? Investments and saving is important to me. But what about our health? If you put a piece of pizza in front of me right now, I guarantee you right now, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to eat one or more than one. Even knowing that it's not good for me now or down the line. But what Doherty found and other psychologists is that when we pause long enough to think about our future of pizza eating, we're prompted to eat less now. We're prompted to save more money now. We're prompted to make healthier decisions now when we imagine our future outcomes as positive. Okay? Several other studies found that when we are keeping our future self in mind, we make healthier decisions about what to eat, what to drink, whether or not to use tobacco products or smoke, and other lifestyle habits that not only create well-being now, but in the future. The key, though, is really to become aware of how you work best. We all make decisions differently, and our own personal decision-making process may change from day to day, depending on what's happening in our day, right? How tired we are, what kind of pressure we're under, and so forth. We saw that a lot during the pandemic. I ate differently during the pandemic because I didn't want to have to think about my food the same way. I was busy weighing other things. So that led me to make some unhealthier food choices, which now I'm undoing. So it's important that we understand how we think through our day and our behaviors today and that will impact not only how we live in the future, but how we feel about ourselves today. If I eat the pizza today, guaranteed it's going to impact my cholesterol. If I imagine a future with a healthy heart and low levels of cholesterol and a vibrant body six months from now, I am less likely to put away all the pizza I would normally put away, okay? This is really the power of our imagination because I'm not asking you to plan out how many calories you eat a day or how many hours of exercise you're going to do a day, but to really access the visualization process, our imagination, the future feelings of those moments when we've lost the weight, when we've completed the degree, when we've gotten the new job, 
when we go to the doctor and have a healthy exam or healthy teeth, whatever it is that we want to install in our lives in the future, when we imagine that outcome, we'll do better right now. So here's how this looks for me. It comes down to what is it that I want to first feel? And second, what do I need to do to get that feeling? So when it comes to writing more books and uh, growing in my business, I am more motivated when I think about the books I want to have on my shelf. Now that takes years, right? To develop and propose and write and edit a book takes between one and forever years. But when I can sit here today and imagine seeing that book on the shelf or imagine somebody buying that book and letting me know they loved it, then I'm more motivated and focused on doing the things today to get to that point. It's a little daydream, right? When I want to lose weight, I want more immediate rewards than two years from now. It's fine for me to imagine a strong, healthy body a year or two from now. But I also want to imagine how I'm going to feel next week. That's enough in the future for me. So my feeling is this, as long as I'm moving and managing and nourishing my body through proper food and and portion sizes, then I can imagine how vibrant I'm going to feel next week. So I had a smoothie this morning for breakfast And I thought about this, like I thought about it in that moment, how strong I'm feeling. And it's just one smoothie, right? But I felt better. And I carried that feeling to the future. Well, if I keep this up, imagine how I'm going to feel at the end of the month. So I'm not looking as long out. And the weight and the health will take care of itself if I take care of those immediate habits. But it's still reflecting on where you want to be, right? The bottom line is this, the way we think about our future, the way we imagine ourselves in the future, this is an external thing. It's ourselves, where we want to be, how we want to feel about that. That helps us become more present in the moment and it affects the things we do today. So you want to put a healthier habit in place, start imagining what that's going to look like when you put that in place six months from now. If you want to save more money, imagine how much money you're going to have in the bank and how you're going to feel. Bring the feeling into this. How you're going to feel when you've saved all that money. When you put $5 away a day or $5 a week even, imagine six months from now, the money you're going to have saved and what you plan to do with it. And that will prompt a better habit today of bypassing the coffee that you usually purchase and putting that money in the bank, right? Here's another mind twister. Thinking about our future makes us more connected to the present because we are more engaged in the now. And that is really where I want to be. So if we are imagining ourselves with more money in our savings account six months from now, then I am more likely to give up my fancy coffee for the day and be deliberate 
about what I do with that money right now. That engages me in the present moment. That's where the real change occurs. So simply start, try this experiment, right? Pick something you're considering. Give it a, give it a thought. If you want to lose weight, do you want to exercise more, do you want to uh, rebuild your resume, apply for a new job, save more money, um, run a mile a day, and get that idea in mind and write down all the positive future events that could occur as a result of the things you will do now. If you save an extra $5, you might have enough money down the road to go on that cruise you've been thinking about. Lose two pounds a week, a year from now, you'll be able to fit into an entirely new wardrobe. Whatever it is for you, identify what you want to feel like and experience six months, a year, two years from now. And then write down the positive future events and feelings and experiences that will happen if you do those things. And you are more likely to start today on creating the healthy behaviors and habits that will get you there. Okay, (laughs) see how this works? By forecasting and future casting, the feeling and the experience we want to create We become better today. I think that's interesting. And I've used this all along, mostly because I like to fill in my calendar and I like to write notes in my journal and all these things, right? But September, I think, is a good time to be thinking about this. What do you want the next six months to look like? What do you want the next year to look like? And again, go with a feeling because when we get the energy of our emotions behind us, the excitement, the enthusiasm, that's motivating, right? But get very specific. If you put the habits in place today to lose a pound a week, what clothes will you buy six months from now? What will that look like? If you save money today, what kind of car are you going to buy six months from now or a year later with the money, with the extra money you're saving? Whatever it is for you, have fun with this and simply start by picking something that you want to create in your life and write down all the positive future events can occur, could occur if you do those things and then get started by putting some little behaviors in place to help you get there. And through the week, remind yourself of of the goal and imagine what it will look like every time it comes to mind, what it experience will feel like and keep going. There have been several studies looking at this form of future casting as a way of making healthier habits and decisions today. And in one, a group of overweight women were taught to imagine themselves at a lower weight in the future, right? So if they were heavier than they wanted to be, they daydreamed and imagined how they would be, what they could do, how they would feel months later at a lower weight. They projected out, imagined themselves at a lower future weight, and guess what happened? Just by using their imagination to future cast, they naturally ate a whole lot less, an average of 800 calories less than the group who didn't work that way. Okay, this isn't about weight loss, that's just an example, and I've given you others about saving money. If you want to take a big trip that you haven't done yet. Imagine what it'll be like when you're on your trip. And 
naturally start planning and be deliberate in your behaviors and your habits to get ready for the things of the future. And when we future cast out, when we imagine that reality in the future, we tend to naturally do the things we need to do today. Okay. Some other things that can help optimism. Listen, we know now that we are all optimistic and pessimistic. It's on a spectrum. And we all have different levels of that. And that's fine. But what psychologists have learned about optimism is that while we are prone to a certain degree of it, it's also a behavior that we can choose, even when we're feeling pessimistic. Optimism is a behavior. And what it means is this, that despite the things that are going poorly, despite the negative news and negative interactions, we believe that we can do something to make our situation better. This doesn't mean you have to believe that everything's going to go from being painful and terrible to being bright and blissful in the next day, right? That's not how life works. But optimism is the knowledge and the belief that even if things are bad now, I can do something to make them slightly better. And people who lead with this attitude, people who lead with optimistic behavior, tend to live healthier lives and tend to be more resilient because they are more likely to take the actions they need to feel better, to get healthier, okay? As an example, you know, if, if you go to the doctor and, and you get an icky diagnosis, an optimistic person is going to feel just as bad. They're going to feel scared and terrible and frustrated and all those things. And I know that because I consider myself a person who chooses optimistic behavior. I've had some rotten news from doctors in my life. But the optimist is going to sit in there and feel all the grit of it and then come out and say, well, if this is what I'm dealing with, I got to find the best way through this. I can do some things. I can lose weight or find a better doctor or get greater support or sleep more or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. An optimistic person is going to find ways to improve even a difficult situation because they believe they can. Now, a pessimist, well, there's nothing I can do. I mean, life is just crappy. This is just how it goes. Nothing I can do, right? So they're more likely to sit in that place and the bad stuff is going to swirl around them because it's out there for all of us, right? So what that shows us is that if you choose an optimistic behavior, you begin taking on the behaviors and the activities that you need to do to thrive, inadvertently, right? Here's an example. I have rheumatoid arthritis and it causes a lot of stiffness. And during the pandemic, I could not go to my therapy. I could not go to my health club, which were two things and my golf and all those other things, which are things that help me keep mobile. And for a while, I sat here um, in the stress of it all, right? And I felt myself getting stiffer and stiffer and stiffer. And I knew I needed to change that. Now, there are plenty of people that know this is chronic part of arthritis. You're going to get stiff. In fact, it becomes harder and harder to do anything. It becomes more painful. And there's no cure for me right now, okay? This is the situation. But instead of sitting with that and becoming worse and worse, 
I started talking to friends about it. I started to do circuits with elastic bands around my house. I mentioned to a friend and she loaned me her exercise bike. I ride the exercise bike every day. I used the the steps going up to the front porch to try to work my joints and keep moving and stretching exercises. Now, am I all better? No, I'm still stiff. I have rheumatoid arthritis, <laughs> but I feel better and I feel more empowered in my life. And I was able to make a worsening situation, a lot easier to deal with. Now I feel like I'm getting stronger and I'm not getting worse. That's how an optimistic attitude and behavior can help. And even if you're feeling negative, even if you think you're lower on the pessimistic scale, that's okay. You can behave optimistically. And that comes into future casting. If you believe that six months from now, if you imagine yourself uh, healthier, uh, at a lighter weight, uh, with a better job, with a hot, bigger bank account, you're apt to take the actions that will lead you there now, okay? So just play with this idea, experiment with it. Imagine a day in your life five years from now. Imagine a day in your life a week from now, what you want to feel like, what you want to look like, how you want to engage in the world. Spend time noticing the details of your future life while you're doing the dishes, while you're interacting with the family, while you're driving in the car. What job do you want? What hobbies are you going to enjoy? What's a day in your life like from the time you open your eyes in the morning to the time you go to sleep at night? And create that visual image or sketch it out if you like to draw or set it to music. Get a picture in your imagination, in your mind's eye of your future self and the details that you want to attract in. And just play with it. Come back to that image. Of course, I write this down because I already told you office supplies and new pens and I get this notebook and I write everything in. That's how I make sense of my world. But it's pretty interesting to try because there's solid research that says when we forecast a brighter future, we also improve today. I love this idea. And I think there are so many ways we can elevate our energy in the moment to feel good right now. And it's worth doing. I talk about many of them and you recharge the things I've worked on myself to really bring in uh, the positive attitude and the good energy that just makes life more fun for me. So if you're interested in that, you can check out that book at all bookstores and uh, find more information about that on my website, polycampbell.com. And remember, going forward, imagining a healthy life in the future will help us connect more deeply to our present moment and live a better life today. And that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business, spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. 
from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric Act.